0: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that believes there's no time like the present to learn about the past. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about the time when an overworked postal system got a much-needed upgrade to somewhat mixed results. The day was October 20th, 1960. America's first fully automated post office began service in Providence, Rhode Island. The facility featured the country's first automatic sorting and processing machines, as well as three miles of conveyor belts that moved mail through the plant and out to the loading docks for delivery. The advanced system was housed in a sprawling one-floor building that spanned 13 acres of an industrial park. Construction began in April of 1959 and was completed 18 months later. When the facility opened, President Eisenhower himself came to cut the ribbon. That may seem like a lot of fuss over a post office, but the country had a lot riding on the new technology that was being tested there. By the mid-1950s, the post-war boom was in full effect, and post offices were swamped with more mail than ever before. The traditional systems began to buckle under the strain, so in 1958, Postmaster General Arthur Summerfield decided it was time to try something new. He approved the plan to build the first, fully automated post office of the future. The project was called Operation Turnkey with the idea being that the new machinery would make it possible to process the mail with the turn of a key. The high-speed equipment would separate and assemble each piece of mail according to its class, priority, and destination, allowing this single facility to move more than a million pieces of mail in one day. The only problem was the machines that could do this didn't exist yet. The project planners and their contractors had to create it all themselves. It was a tall order, but the team pulled it off. When completed, the system incorporated over two dozen machines and nearly 16,000 feet of conveyor belts, all of which was regulated by a 25-foot-tall control tower located at the heart of the building. But Operation Turnkey wasn't just a feat of engineering. It was an artistic endeavor, too. About four months before the facility opened, it was proposed that a stamp should be issued to publicize and celebrate the milestone event. When the idea was presented to the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee, it was unanimously rejected for being, quote, obviously self-serving. The committee also pointed out that such a stamp might be unpopular at a time when much of the public blamed automation for increasing unemployment. Still, the committee's ruling wasn't binding, and in the end, the postmaster went ahead and issued the stamp anyway. The four-cent stamp depicts an architect's rendering of the new facility in dark blue ink and says, First Automated Post Office in the United States in deep red letters. It was issued on the same day the post office opened for business, and its sales quickly proved that the postmaster had been wise to ignore the committee's objections. On the first day alone, over 833,000 of the stamps were sold, plus an additional 458,000 envelopes that came with the stamp pre-applied. It was such a massive success that the U.S. Post Office began issuing other self-referential stamps, including ones with the USPS logo, and a whole set of Postal Service Employee stamps. Unfortunately, the stamp proved more successful than the facility it promoted. A 1962 report to Congress showed that the facility wasn't as fast or efficient as it was supposed to be. Several of the high-tech machines weren't being used properly, and others hadn't been switched on at all. It came to light, Then employees hadn't been trained very well on how to operate the new equipment, and they weren't sure how to use it to its full potential. Postmaster General Arthur Summerfield had an eye to the future when he greenlit Operation Turnkey, but it was so dysfunctional in practice that his successor joked that the project's name might be rendered more appropriate by knocking out the N in Turnkey. Despite the initial embarrassment, the U.S. Post Office kept experimenting with automation. Cities across the country began adopting similar technology, and after a few years of tinkering, they had the process running much more smoothly. Today, the majority of American post offices rely on automation to at least some degree, if not almost entirely. So you see, it wasn't such a turkey after all. Maybe more like a goose. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you're feeling inspired by today's episode, you can send me some electronic mail at, thisday at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks, as always, to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So, it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot.